0: I'm ready to talk to you a little bit today. I want to share with you some things, uh, and I hope that I can deliver it correctly and uh, that you can learn something. I want to talk to you about strongholds today. Strongholds. Okay? Strongholds are set up in our minds. Now, the battle that you are going to fight as you walk with the Lord is not going to be against flesh and blood. All right? I'm not going to me and brother Larry is not going to be fighting with each other. Okay? Me and Kevin aren't going to be fighting with each other. Because we fight spirits. We fight not flesh and blood, but we fight against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. And the devil wants to put strongholds in our lives. The battle that you're going to fight is going to come from your mind. That's the battlefield of the mind right there. The battlefield of the mind. If the devil can get your thinking, he has the rest of you. Okay? If the devil can get your thinking. So I'm hoping that I can deliver this in a way that... Uh, good morning. Marcus. That hour gets you? Yeah? Amen. Hey, listen. I sent it all out. Did, did you read my text? I regret to inform all of you. Well, I thought that when I sent that out, I thought they're going to see that first line, and think somebody's gone. Yeah. Something was gone. It was that hour. And you know, that hour is important because, let me tell you something, you might go to bed and sleep eight hours. But for some reason, you hit the snooze and think that nine more minutes is going to do more than that eight hours you just got. You know? Come on now. It's just, so I regret to inform you that it will get you. This is where the devil's going to get us at. He's not going to come and approach me. I'm not going to walk out. I mean, there's a possibility, but I think it's pretty slim, that I'm going to walk out here today, all right? And before I get to my car or before you get to your car, we're going to have a drive-by shooting. In Vandalia. It may be somebody trying to kill the geese in the field down there, but I doubt that it's going to be criminal. We fight spirits, and these spirits are fallen angels. Okay? They're fallen angels, and their plan and their mission. And their plot is to derail everything God is trying to do in each of our lives. The devil does not have you. All right, look at your neighbor and tell him, the devil does not have you. The devil does not have you. Why? Because you're here. If you're you're not here and you're not in church somewhere, the devil probably has got you. All right. I don't want anybody seeing pictures of faces in, in their mind or any names. But you know. So the devil puts strongholds in our minds to influence our thinking. Because if, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I, I listen, you can ask Amy. I had 22 pages of notes last night I was going through. All right? But I went this way. This is fresh. This is fresh meat today. It's like fresh ribs on a grill. All right? As a man thinketh, so does he become. If you're a negative thinker, you're going to be a negative person. If you're a positive thinker, you're going to be a positive person. Okay? So you've got to watch, and I have to watch our thinking. And that's where the devil is going to fight with us, is at the thinking. Stronghold is defined as this. A place that has been fortified so as to protect it against attack. A place that has been fortified so as to protect it against attack. You see, there is a place in our minds that we fortify so no attack can come that we are vulnerable to. Let me give you an example. And after pastoring all these years and talking to people, you know... uh, A lot of people, they leave their job at 8 or 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock or whatever and go home and they don't have anything else to do with their job. So I came home the other night and I was on the phone for over two hours on Friday night. I want you to pray for Brother Randy Darko, okay? Brother Randy, I saw him a week ago, 10 days ago, and he was not right. He was saying weird stuff. And so he left me. And then I didn't hear anything more, and then I get a call from his father up in North Dakota. Apparently, Randy, Randy had COVID, and it has affected his mind to the point that he's del, he's delusional. He doesn't know where he's at, and they've been searching for him, and they, they found him. And But then he was in Charleston, and then they let him go for some reason. So keep Randy Darko in your prayers that they find him, and he's going to be safe, okay? Because Randy's a part of this church, and we love Randy. Um But this stronghold in our minds, we protect it. For instance, someone goes to a different church and then they end up at this church. Well, in the other church or other experiences that they've had in those churches, they had a bad experience with somebody, maybe an authority or whatever. And so they come here and the motto is here, we want you to get involved. We want everybody to do something. We want you to be part. We don't want you to just sit there and not do anything. We want you to be part. But because they were hurt, they come here and they say to themselves, I'm not going to do anything because I'm not going to be hurt again. Right? So they end up not being coming involved and just sitting there and eventually drying up and withering away and they're no longer with us. What is that? That's a stronghold. That's a way of thinking that has been fortified in their mind to make them be protected, to allow them to be protected so they won't get hurt in that area ever again. You know, hurting people hurt people. Ever heard that? Now this isn't going to be your typical apostolic message, but I feel i got to talk to you about this. Let me give you another example. Hurting people hurt other people. Why do people cut themselves? They cut themselves because that is pain that they can control. That is pain they can manage. Am I doing good so far, Carlita? Carlita, Because I don't. I'm not a. Listen, I'm not all into this stuff. But then I got on the internet last time a couple days ago and started punching in some stuff, and man, there's all kinds of things out there. But they can control that hurt, so they know when they're going. The pain's coming, and they know when the pain will leave because they can control it. So people people go through these situations, and for instance, a situation where uh, two people, a guy and a gal, are best friends, and they they have all kinds of interest, and then they decide we're going to take this to the next level, and and then they start dating. Well, this this one person in the relationship, it was uh, the girl. This is from several years ago. This was, and this girl had came from a very dysfunctional home. She, uh, they had been as children. Her and her siblings had been abandoned many times because her parents were out on drugs and everything. And so they basically raised themselves. And so as long as the guy and the girl were friends, they were just fine. And the moment they started dating, it was like talons grew out of this woman's. And the friend that she adored and admired as a friend, when she looked at him as her boyfriend, she looked at him with hatred and disgust and was always pushing him away. So, as a pastor, now listen, as a pastor, I call counselors and say, I want to come see you. I got one up in Sullivan that I go. That I say I want to come see you. I, I just want to just let me up, come up there and lay on the couch, and you can just deprogram me or tell me anything you need to tell me. So as I, I'm, I'm looking here and I'm thinking, what what is going on here? Why is this? As friends, they're fine, but when they're together in a romantic situation, she's pushing him away. Why? It's because she is afraid that eventually the abandonment will come again. And the rejection, so she wants to control it now, so it won't catch her by surprise later. How about that? You know what that's called? That's a stronghold. Let me give you another one. Some of you are afraid to uh, uh, fail the Lord. We're afraid to do anything uh, that would make the Lord mad because our relationship with our natural father was one of fear and one of terror and one of abuse possibly. And so we knew that if we disappointed the natural father, that consequences would come. So now we're in the kingdom and now the same thing, we're afraid to do anything with our heavenly father is because we don't want to disappoint him. Oh, I know, I'm on some, as Brother Lewis would say, I'm on some knots today. I'm rubbing, I got a whole bucket of knots I'm rubbing today. So these strongholds in our mind keep us from moving fully into our destiny. That's what the devil does. So a place in our minds that has been fortified as to protect it against attack. A place where a particular cause or belief is strongly defended or upheld. What am I saying? I'm saying if that girl was abandoned before, now she's going to be worried about being abandoned again in the next relationship that she's in. So she's going to put up walls. Ginger will tell you that for years she's been stuck at six years old. In situations in her life, see, I told you this wasn't an apostolic deal today. This is like I got you all laying down on the, just lay down on your pew. I'm, touch, I'm taking notes. I'm writing. I'm writing down all the notes because a situation happened in her life. It was an expectation that was failed and never met, and she has been there at six years old all this time for 40 plus years because she can't get past it. Now she's beginning to get past it. But we have these beliefs in our minds that if I was failed at 6, I'm going to be failed at 26. I'm going to be failed at 46. These strongholds in our minds, the enemy uses them to contaminate and corrupt our thinking. Therefore, when we come into the house of the Lord, and there's no motive, right? There's no motive. When we come in with strongholds, we then look for a a, an, an action, or we look for a word that triggers that and says, "Ah, this is just like the last place I was at. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I can't do that." I mean, I've had people that have written me notes and emails that we're leaving. We loved it, but we're leaving because you're just like all the other churches. And I'm like, well, you've been to seven. If you can't find one good church in seven, it may not be the churches. It may be you. Why? Because there's a stronghold there. And the enemy puts that in there to keep us from our destiny. And God is trying to bring healing. God doesn't just want us to be clean. He wants us to be free. He wants us to be free in our minds. He wants us to be free in our hearts. He wants us to be free in our lives. He wants us to be able to go through life with no innuendos. He wants us to be able to walk through life and not have to be afraid of this one or that one because we're walking in perfect liberty. Because Jesus said, He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Amen. Let's give the Lord a praise because that was pretty good. So we got these strongholds we got to deal with strongholds. Now, strongholds are designed to be a safe place. We can get in our stronghold, and it can be safe for us, right? It's designed to be a safe place. As believers, we need to make the Lord our stronghold. Because He is our safe place and our refuge. Psalm 27, 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear or dread? The Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? You see, we come into church and we get the Holy Ghost and we get baptized and we get all that. But let me say something, and please don't misunderstand me and don't misquote me. But let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost is not a fix-all. Boy, some of you wished I'd have been out of town this week. The Holy Ghost ain't a fix-all. You don't just get the Holy Ghost and it fixes everything. Because all of us have free will. All of us decide where God's going to get in and where he ain't going to get in. I like to explain it like this. Our lives are like a a waffle. You know it's getting lunchtime. Why should I use any other illustration than a waffle? Especially the Belgian ones over at the chuck wagon. You know, those are suckers, that are like four inches deep. You can get a half gallon of syrup in each one of those. You know how much syrup I like, Carlita? I like it like floating. I like it sloshing over the plate. When I eat syrup or peanut butter, I get it on my hands every time, somewhere, somehow. I don't know if you have that issue, but I do. We're like waffles. We're one unit, but we're made up of many compartments. And we choose where we let the Lord in, the power of the Holy Ghost, and where we don't let him in. Amen? See, some of you have been bat- battered, beaten, and abused. You've been abandoned. You've been, uh, and I'm not just talking spiritually. I'm talking emotionally. I'm talking physically. I'm talking, uh, uh, you know, all kinds of, of abuse. People are mean to other people, and it's just terrible. But what the devil does is he uses that to corrupt our thinking. And then if our thinking is corrupted, then you know what? We can hear a sound. We can hear a song. We can smell a smell. And immediately it begins to trigger that stronghold response again. I know. It didn't, I didn't think, I didn't think about it until just now. She texts me and says, I just had two anxiety attacks at the hospital. She went for a checkup. I've just had two anxiety attacks. Now listen, I've never had an anxiety attack. So i got to call somebody and say, can you explain this to me? Help me. Oh yeah. Something triggers in your mind. But the whole you can have the Holy Ghost. Do you have the Holy Ghost ginger? Huh. Amen. You can have the Holy Ghost and still these issues rise up until you choose to make the Lord the stronghold rather than the enemy stronghold. We have to replace the enemy's stronghold in our lives with the Lord's stronghold in our lives. We have to choose. It has to be a choice. It has to be a choice. Kevin, you came here today because that was your choice. you living for the Lord because that's your choice. But you see, it goes deeper than that because it's our choice if I let the Lord begin to work on that stronghold that the enemy has put in my life. Because let me tell you something. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. He will continue to lie to you. He will continue to try to trick you. And I'm telling you, until you let the Lord in your life as the refuge and stronghold, you're always going to encounter that situation. And listen to me. It doesn't happen immediately. It's a process. It's like an onion, one layer at a time. You've got to work through things. Because all of this has been building up for your entire life since that situation happened. Since that that violation happened, I'm talking to you, I'm telling somebody, you know, some of you were molested, some of you were messed with, not only physically, but in your minds, you've been, you've been, some of you have been no food, you know, starved and, and, uh, and you're gonna go to bed without anything, and I'm telling you, it's tough. It's tough because when, when we are subject as we, as, as young children and people, we're subject to the adults. And if you have an adult who is not a Christian, who is not letting the Lord's love into their lives, there can be mean things that can happen because this world is broken. This system is broken. We've got to also remember that all of us are broken. Every one of us are broken. Each one of us has issues. Everybody's got problems. But we're going to have to let the Lord become our stronghold. Amen? Throughout the Old Testament, God speaks through the prophets about how He will destroy enemy strongholds. Amos chapter number 1, verses 7, verse 10, and verse 12. But I will send fire on the wall of Gaza. But I will send fire on the wall of Tyrus. But I will send fire upon Teman. God says, I'm going to destroy it with fire. What did John the Baptist say? How did he describe the mission that was the one that was coming after him? He said, I am not he, but he that cometh after me, whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You see, the Holy Ghost fire in our lives wants to burn down all of these strongholds that the enemy has done. Just like the prophet said, the natural strongholds are going to come down because God said, I'm going to send a fire on all of their walls. I'm going to send a fire on their strongholds and fortresses. God wants to send a fire in each of our lives spiritually. I'm not asking for you to come up here and confess your stronghold in front of the church, but I'm asking you to do this. Go home, find you a place to pray, and start addressing this thing because if till you address this stronghold you're not going to get any further in the kingdom so you might as well get it done get it over with and let's move on don't just get clean but somebody in the name of Jesus get free it's time for you to be free we can all be clean but are we free that's a powerful statement And the person who made that statement, I heard him say it with his own mouth, is no longer serving the Lord. But we have choices today because we have the Holy Ghost in our lives. Pastor, you just said the Holy Ghost didn't fix all. I'm just saying this. That philosophy that says, well, I got the Holy Ghost so everything is all right with me. No, 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 no. You're going to have to have some surgery done. You're going to have to have some operation done. You're gonna to have to let the Lord get on you know and that's one thing that we you have to have you have to get in the presence of the Lord that's why I struggle I struggle man I struggle in here I want you you know y'all back there looking like statutory Hall in the Congress in the in the rotunda of the capitol I've been there a hundred thousand times now I can't even get in there you know can't even get in there they got her locked down like Fort Knox wherever that is that's in Kentucky so here. I struggle just watching people stand there. I don't, why? I'm up there cheerleading. Come on, let's go. Hey, 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 come on, come on, hey, how would you give? Uh, 35, 37, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. Come on, what'd you give? 40? 40, 40, 40, Come on, come on, come on. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to get you in his presence. That's why I said today, come on, let's praise Him a little more. And when you started praising Him a little more, you started giving Him a little bit of cheer, you started giving Him a little encouragement, He starts moving in. What are you saying? Oh, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to have an encounter with Jesus Christ every time we come into this church. And I want every person in here to have that same encounter. You're going to have to be in His presence, brothers and sisters. If we do not get in His presence, we never will get healed. If we don't get in His presence, we'll never get clean. If we don't get in His presence, we'll never get healed and free. we got to have his presence. Yeah. (laughs) Trying. Trying, sister. I'm trying. I'm not interested in just having church where we come in and look good. I want to have church where people get touched. Where people get set free. I don't know about you, but I prayed for some societal, as Hillary would say, deplorables today. Which we just found out was just normal people. But anyway, Lord, send us the drug addicts. Send us the alcoholics. Send us those full of sin. Why? Send us people with hungry hearts that are looking for this. There's people like Gino looking for this. I said to Johnny, I said, listen, you get, you've got a, you're, you're noticing something here and that is number one, you're noticing that there is different levels of hunger in each person. Some people you talk to about the Lord don't want to hear anything about it. Other people are like, When I get off work, we're going to do Bible study, right? It might be 2 a.m., but I'll be here doing Bible study. He's like, man, Gino's in Hawaii. It's normal there, normal time, and he's having fun Bible study. He said, Pastor, I'm about to fall asleep on him. But you see, we went down in the water last week in the name of Jesus, got those sins washed away. Why? Because God can work across time zones. Amen? God can work anywhere. What are you trying to say, Pastor? I'm saying we've got to get in His presence and we've got to become people who are hungry to get in His presence and get the fire of the Holy Ghost moving in our lives. Amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise, would you? Hosea chapter eight fourteen For Israel hath forgotten his maker, and built the temples, and Judah hath multiplied fenced cities. But I will send a fire upon his cities, and it shall devour the places thereof. Listen, when we get in a red-hot church service... The fire starts to crackle and pop, brothers and sisters, and when we begin to praise, we just throw another log on the fire, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually, brothers and sisters, they can drive in off of that street up there, and the fire will be so hot as soon as their tires hit the hit the pavement and hit the property line, they're speaking in tongues before they get out of the car. Don't tell me God can't do another Azusa Street. Don't tell me God can't do another Topeka, Kansas. God can do something right here. And he listen to this. He can do it right here in each of our lives individually. God wants you to get all of what he has for you. And those strongholds the devil's trying to take you down with. Ways of thinking. The devil's a liar. The devil is a liar. Hey, we need to just say that together. You ready? The devil is a liar. That kind of feels good, doesn't it? The devil is a liar. Mm Mm-hmm. Strongholds is used metaphorically only one time in the New Testament. Only one time is strongholds found in the New Testament. Second Corinthians chapter two, or Second Corinthians ten, I'm sorry. Three through five. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, how about all this technology that's finally coming together? Kudos to Clark and Jonathan, all of them up there. Give them a hand. Let's thank the Lord for those men. Because I mean, I tell you what, I was afraid I was going to have to resign. Clark kept saying, "You, we got to get another computer. We got to." I said, "I know, I know." They struggled. They Clark's been that. He's an addict. Rat. He didn't raise his hand. Did you notice that? He's been up there and he did not raise his hand. Yep. There's something about when you go up there, you'll never be the same again. Amen. You will never be the same again. Somebody's like, is there mice and rats up there? No, it's just trying to get around. And listen, you're going to need knee pads. You want knee pads when you get up there, okay? Just trust me. Amen. 2 Corinthians 10. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but have divine power everybody say divine power divine power to destroy strongholds you see you've got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ you cannot just join a church you cannot you cannot just come to church and say oh yeah i'm part of that church you know how big and you know, how many people i really pastor in this town i pastor more people than are here i don't realize it until they introduce me to somebody I'm not going to tell you where it was, but I was with some some people in, a, in, in authority in this county. And some other people in authority in this county or in the state came in. And I'm just sitting in the office, you know. I probably had my old work pants on, old work coat. And he was like, oh, God, would you dress like you're a pastor? I said, I know. And then I got to go pull a toilet. You want me to pull a toilet in a seat, you know, a suit. Come on, you know. I'm the sharp-dressed man pulling the toilet, and so this this individual in in authority who's been here hadn't been here in a year or so says, "This is this is Pastor Zimmerman. He's my pastor," and I'm like, "Well, I ain't never seen him in church more than one time." No. So I said, "That's right." If you guys need a pastor? Here I am. I'm right here for you. We got to have divine power to destroy strongholds. We got to have a relationship. You have to learn how to walk with the Lord on a daily basis. Wednesday night I talked about three things. I talked about prayer, I talked about fasting, and I talked about meditating on the word. Why? To build up your relationship with the Lord. But let me tell you something, dear hearts, you and I won't always be together in this setting. You're going to be by yourself at times when the devil's going to come to you and you can't get a hold of me. Now, I'm trying to answer my phone better, okay? I do not, it it doesn't go with me everywhere. I leave my phone in the truck. If I'm going to be around water, I do not take my phone. Uh Uh-uh. No. Are you kidding me? And so, you're going to have to learn to walk with Jesus. Do you have, that's what we need to ask ourselves, each of us, do I have a sustainable relationship with Jesus Christ? Do I have a relationship that if nobody's around, if the pastor, I can't get a hold of him, oh, please pray. If nobody in the church I can get a hold of, oh, please pray. If I don't can't even get to the church, oh, please pray. Do I have what it takes that I can keep walking in victory? That's what we each have to ask ourselves. We're going to have to whittle out and we're going to have to get this relationship with the Lord ready. Because I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, the Lord is fixing to come. We're living in the last days. We are living in the last days. We are living in the last days. I don't know if you heard that or not yet, but we are living in the last days. And I'm telling you, it's going to get hot on the earth before we get out of here. And it's going to get tight. And it's going to get tense. And it's going to get stressful. And you better get something in your crawl that says, I'm putting the Word in there. And you better put something in your spirit that knows how to pray. Halaboh, Sunda Mahaya. I'm telling you, it's time to get ready, get ready, get ready, because because the Lord and the times that we are living in demand our very best. It's time. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion. Now watch what these opinions do. They are raised against the knowledge of God. I don't know why I could not have wrote the song, Rattle. You know what rattle is? Anybody, everybody knows what rattle is? Since when has impossible ever stopped you? Now why, in, in, in I, I don't know, I probably got an IQ of 75, 50, I don't know, Some 50 to 75. Why couldn't I have thought of it? When has impossible ever stopped you, Lord? Just ask the man who was thrown on the bones of Elisha Is there anything impossible he can't do? Is that the right words? No? (laughs) He didn't have to vocalize that, Emily. Okay. Well, it's close enough. Thank you, Brother Brandon. You got the point. What? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a sound of dry bones rattling. Down, down, down. This is the praise make a dead man walk again. Down, down, down. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, live gonna live again. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. Why can't I wrote that? These lofty thoughts want to tell you that dry bones can't rattle. These lofty thoughts want to tell your mind that God cannot fix you. These I'm not going to get done with all my notes today. I already know. These lofty thoughts come against you and say, you've been stuck here since you were six years old, and there's no way you're coming out of it 40 years later. Come on now, somebody. That's these lofty thoughts that the enemy says with God is impossible. But then you got to turn around and tell the devil, say, since when has impossible ever stopped God? Since when has impossible ever stopped him from doing a miracle? Since when? Punch your neighbor and tell him since when. Sister Marlene, don't you think there's room for one more on that pew? I thought I thought. I hope they're not watching this morning. Sorry, Catherine. Sorry. Yeah. These thoughts, these opinions want to raise up against the knowledge of God. They want to tell you that this can't be fixed. The devil is a liar. They want to tell you it can't be healed. The devil is a liar. They want to tell you you're not coming out of this bankruptcy. The devil is a liar. They're going to tell you that you can't get out of this stronghold because nobody cares and nobody understands. The devil is a liar. I'm telling you if you can't get anything else out of this message today, I just want you for the rest of this week to just go around and quote this. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. And then inject this bridge into it. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? Uh Uh-huh. And these weapons take every thought captive to obey Christ. But you know what? It's not going to do it unless you decide to do it. Unless I decide to to take a captive and say, I've had enough of this. I don't know. Are you sick and tired of living in that stronghold? Are you sick and tired of living in that disappointment? In that sadness? In that unfulfillment? Are you sick and tired of not being able to step out and be all that God has called you to be? I don't know. Maybe you like it there. Maybe you like to live down in Lodebar But I'm telling you something. God wants to raise you up and perform His destiny in you. None of you are here by accident. God has called you. God has birthed you into this world. And He's spoke His plans over you before you were even formed in the womb and took your first breath. So I'm here to tell you, God knows the plans that He has for you, but it's up to you and I to decide to position ourselves to receive and do what God is wanting us to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Close your eyes. Let's just pray for Him. God, I'm not going to let those thoughts exalt themselves, get bigger against your knowledge and your word. I'm not going to let those opinions, God, raise up to try to be bigger than you are, Lord, because the heavens of the heavens cannot contain you. The heavens of the heavens cannot contain you, God. And if the heavens of the heavens cannot contain you, how can the enemy and his little stronghold in my thinking contain you in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I hear, I feel a rumbling. I sense a rumbling right now. I'm talking to somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want you to go ahead while you're praying and I want you to talk to that stronghold that you know is there. You know it's there. I don't even know it's there. I may not even know it's there. Nobody else may know it's there, but you know it's there. God, I want you to start working on my stronghold today in the name of Jesus. I want you to start working on my stronghold today in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to start, begin to dismantle the stronghold that the enemy has put in my life. Dismantle what the enemy has tried to place in my thinking, God. That every time I see the rivers flowing, there's that one rock that juts up out. That's that stronghold. And the waters cannot go straight, but they've got to go around it. So, Lord, I pray that you remove that blockage. Remove that stronghold in my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm getting ready to close. But let me tell you something. Spiritual strongholds are arguments. Strongholds are arguments. They're arguments. Oh, you don't want to get involved in church ministry. You got hurt last time. You don't want to do that. You just get hurt again. They're arguments, they're lofty opinions raised against the knowledge of God and the esteem are held in esteem over him we actually hold these thoughts in higher esteem than the knowledge of God we actually give those lofty thoughts and arguments more credit than we do the delivering power of our Lord Savior jesus christ we give those thoughts and those opinions higher praise that's why when you're coming in here i'm like come on we got to praise come on we got to praise we got to move we got to do this thing we got to praise we got to get the spirit moving why because he said in the Old Testament against natural strongholds, what is he going to send? I'm going to send fire. I'm going to send fire on Tyre. I'm going to send fire on Sidon. I'm going to send fire, fire, fire. Where you at, Amber? Fuego, fuego, fuego. That's all we heard in Honduras. We're in the middle of a park. There's hundreds of us in the middle of the night. Walking in the park, doing a prayer walk. We're getting ready to have a church service. I had been up for 24 hours. And when I got to the hotel, they said, You're preaching tonight. I couldn't even keep my mouth closed. You know how you get tired? You're preaching. We're out there, and they're yelling for fire. Fuego, 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 fuego. We want the fire of God in our lives. We're going to have to have the fire of God in our lives. Hallelujah. That's all staying. I didn't get it nearly done, Kevin. You're going to have to come back next week. The fire. The fire. The fire of God. Amen. Here's what I want to do today to close. I just want, if I've talked to you today, I just want you to just come up here. I'm not going to ask you your stronghold. Because you know what? I'd say that just about all of us in here have some type of stronghold. All of us have some type. But by you walking up here, you're identifying it and acknowledging it with the Lord. Okay? And you're saying, you know what, Pastor? I got to get rid of this stronghold in my life. I got to get rid of this junk in my life because this junk you you know you've seen the river the river is you know just running and then there'll be this rock that juts out and when it juts out then the waters have to go around it have to divert and go around it whereas the Lord wants his spirit to flow smoothly in our lives no obstructions no rocks nothing So it's time, it's time to do this. It's time to get rid of it. It's time to flush it. It's time to start peeling it back one layer at a time. We just peel and peel and peel. Amen. Let me also say this. You can talk to me. And I will help you as much as I can. But if I can, I'm going to connect you with somebody that's professional in this. That this is what they do all the time. When Ginger came here, when Ginger came here in October of 2018, she came, it just so happened that Prophet Tom was going to be here. You know? And I thought, now this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. As a pastor, I know a lots of people's issues. So when... Prophet Tom is praying for him. He sees him once a year, maybe. Some of them he ain't never seen before. And then he starts doing... I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen him say, you know, you said to her this, and she said this to you. And it was word for word. Because you know why? The Lord cares. And the Lord wants to heal. And the Lord wants to clean up. And the Lord wants to give us free thinking, not just clean thinking, free thinking. So Ginger's sitting there, and so he's praying for her, and he said, You came here for ministry. You came here to help and in, in ministry. This is before all of her surgeries, and this is before all of the other deals. You know, I mean, I could write a thick novel just in two years of being with Ginger that, you know, she has she has helped my grace grow so much. But he said, God has brought you here for health and healing. Health and healing. And she said, Where what's the best medical clinic, medical place to be at? Because she had spent three or four months in a hospital in fort wayne indiana i said well in my opinion you want to go to st louis you just want to go to barnes and that whole group down there she said do you think i can get in down there she didn't even have to think like you know the next month she was already down there she's already in she had like a dpi visit to pass but you know god's healing her it's two years and god's healing her and it's been three surgeries and it's been so weird stuff. I mean, an extra aortic artery on on the backside of her trach and all that. You know, she had surgery. Watch on February twelfth. No, February thirteenth. No, you were in a coma. I was awake. I believe you had it on the 13th and the 15th. The 14th, you had no surgery because I thought that would be neat if you're going to have heart surgery on Valentine's Day, you know. But she missed that. Actually, they, they had emergencies. They got they pushed her back. Heart surgery in February, and then trach surgery last December. Well, God is healing, and God is working, and she's been seeing she's been seeing a professional counselor for probably five, six, seven years, seven years. probably and helping her get through all kinds of stuff. why because god wants to make her whole god wants to make all of us whole we want to walk in life whole we want to walk in life free we want to walk in life clean and get rid of all this stuff so what we're going to do is we're just going to pray right now before we go that lord we're going to you help us with these things that we've talked about today i've got more to share with you on this subject But I want you to I want you to take notice because listen a stronghold will affect every area of your life. It's not just will affect it won't just affect you coming into church and serving in the kingdom and working in the kingdom. It will affect your job, it will affect your marriage, it will affect your your relationships, it will affect everything about you, your thinking, all of it, it will affect it all. And listen, just think of this. If you could get rid of it, how liberating would that really be? Let's pray right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, for everyone here today. I thank you, Lord, for every brother and sister here today. And I thank you, God, for helping us through this word. This has been a hard word. This has been a difficult word. But God... It brings revelation to us. It's, it's like shining, Lord, a light in the darkness right now. It's like shining a, a light, God, in a dark room. And we're suddenly able to find some things that maybe can help us to complete our life's journey. For our life's journey, God, is to walk with you. Our life's journey, Lord, is to be with you. Our life's journey, God, is to, as, as we are on this earth, just like Brother Johnny. Work, God, so diligently with Gino in Hawaii. Our life's journey is to get to heaven and take other people with us to heaven. That's what our life journey is, God, is to get to heaven for ourselves and take others with us. That we can walk up to that wall of Jasper and we can both put our hand on there together and say thank you for sharing him with me. Thank you for sharing him with me. And so, God, I pray for all my brothers and sisters right now here in the front, here in this whole room. I pray, God, that you would help us to identify those things in our lives. That you would help us to identify areas in our life that have become strongholds. That we can begin to realize how our thinking has been that the stronghold has exalted itself against the very power and knowledge of God. Because, Lord, your word says my people die or are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So Lord, we have to increase your knowledge in our lives that that stronghold cannot bring about higher esteem and higher praise for itself than it can for the solution to the removal of that stronghold. And I pray in the name of Jesus and plead the blood of Jesus on each and every brother and sister right now. Go with us from this place, Lord. Help us. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Somebody said amen. Say, Lord, do it in my life. Lord, do it in our lives. Do it in my life in the name of Jesus. Cleanse me, Lord. Just let the words of the song just flow just for a moment. Enjoy His presence for a moment. Lord, seal your word, God, in our spirits today. If we have to go back and watch the broadcast again, do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do whatever you have to do in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's say it one more time. Somebody can help Brother Gary get that food real fast. Please take all this food. It's going to be in your yard tonight. Okay, I'm just telling you. Because even though the hour will be late, I'll still be awake because I'm on old time. So I got an hour to, you know. So yeah, please get this food. They're going to bring out the frozen stuff as well.